Welcome to Psalm 137. This is a psalm most of you would not only really know, but perhaps even be able to sing along. Now this is because Bonnie M made it quite famous by giving it a peppy tune. Now this psalm is a psalm of the exiles, exiles who were taken captive by the Babylonians and they're recalling things, things that happened to them, to their families, to their children during their captivity. The psalmist says, But the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and we wept when we remembered Zion. In fact, three things that signify to them, the people of God, the presence of God. Three things that told them of the presence of God. First was the temple, Solomon's temple. Second was the king, their beloved kings, King David and King Solomon. And third was the land, their inheritance, God promised land to their forefathers. But now, as sad as it could be, they do not have the temple, nor the king, and the land. All have been destroyed by their captors. In short, they have nothing that signifies the presence of God. No temple, no king, and no land. Can you imagine their state of mind? And in the state of mind, their captors, the one who plundered them, asked them to sing a song about Zion. And what is the response? They sit and weep by the river and they say, how could we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Now, as you read through the psalm, you will see four emotional stages that the people of God are in, especially in their captivity. First, they weep. They weep as they remember their past. They weep as they remember their former glory. They weep as they remember their sins against Yahweh, for they know very well that it is their sins that has led them into their captivity. Second, they have lost their songs. They have lost their songs. These are people who sang joyfully unto the Lord and made some wonderful music. These are choir masters and singers, but now they hang their harp on the tree and they sit down by the river with their heart so heavy to console. Third, they are nostalgic. They earn for Jerusalem. They long for their homeland. In verse 5 they say, If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, O Jerusalem, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. Fourth, they are angry. They are extremely angry. In fact, they are asking and pleading God to judge Babylon. In verse 8, they let their steam out. They say, Happy is the one who repays you for what you have done to us. Happy are those who take your little ones and dash them against the rocks. Now, Warren Wiersbe says, Yes, this psalm certainly came out of Israel's exile, but this very psalm can also be used as an inventory of our spiritual life today. Yes, this psalm can be used as an inventory of our spiritual lives today. Yes, the Israelites wept, they lost their songs, they longed for Jerusalem, and they were angry. Nevertheless, what we must ask is, what makes me weep today? What makes me sing today? What makes me long for today? And what makes me angry today? You know, as I pondered on these questions, I was quickly reminded of things that made Jesus weep, that made Jesus sing, and that made Jesus long and Jesus angry. And perhaps the response of Jesus would give us a clue as to how our responses must be too. The Bible tells us that Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus. In short, he wept over death and suffering. He wept over Jerusalem, especially at its refusal to believe in the Messiah. Jesus wept over the brokenness of the city. And of course, Jesus wept over his persecutors, for he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus sang. Jesus sang when the one lost sheep was found. He rejoiced over the return of the adulteress and the tax collector. 
Jesus longed for. He longed to do the will of God. He said, my food is to do the will of my father. He longed to see the kingdom of God being established. He longed to see his people living in unity. He longed to see his people living in right relationship with God and with one another. Was Jesus angry? Oh yes, he was angry at unfruitfulness. Remember the cursing of the fig tree? He was also angry at those who caused others to sin. He said it is better for that person to be dropped with a millstone around his neck. Thus he was angry at those who became a stumbling block to others. He was angry when the house of God, the house of prayer was turned in for business. He was also angry at corruption, injustice and the ill treatment of the poor. So if I may ask, what makes you my brother and my sister weep today? What makes you sing today? And what makes you long for today? And what makes you angry? Shouldn't the things that made Jesus Jesus weep make us weep today? Shouldn't the things that made Jesus sing make us sing today? Shouldn't the things that Jesus longed for should make us long for? And shouldn't the things that Jesus got angry at make us angry at too? Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, would you have me weep over death and suffering? People dying all over me, Lord. People dying without the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Have me weep over those whose eyes have been blinded by the devil, who refuse to believe in the light and are still walking in the darkness. May I weep over those that persecute us, for they do not know what they are doing. And Lord, yes, I weep. I weep over the city that you have placed me. I weep over its brokenness. Yes, Lord, may I sing. May I sing and rejoice when a sinner makes the Lord his choice. May I long for your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. May I long for your reign among us. And truly, Lord, make us angry for things that made you angry. May my heart burn at the sight of corruption, injustice and ill treatment of the poor. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.